0: um
1: and you know we I start think, like, like
0: miming it together you know yeah, yeah. Like I'm, i'm 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 setting it up on on the tee box and he's running yeah, yeah, over yeah. and like we have so, a golf
1: ball so then i chip it and it goes in so we're both celebrate with like oh my god maybe this this is something so <laughs> so woo!
2: Welcome to the UND Greyhound Guide, the only show of its kind where we give you unparalleled access to the University of Indianapolis Sport Management Program, which is located within the amateur sports capital of the world. Through the voices of students, alumni, and even professors, listeners will gain information that can't be received by visiting a website or even touring a campus. Catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on all things sport management. I am your host, Cody McCullough. So imagine being part of a charity event and seeing two young men hitting around a volleyball only to find out they were hitting them into imaginary hoops. It would probably raise some eyebrows. This is exactly how the... Hold up before I go on. Griner. Okay, okay. I want to make sure.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) So this is exactly how the Griner brothers founded the game Rally Hoops. In just two weeks... Or in just a few weeks they went from visualizing the concept in a field to testing the prototype with friends. Four brothers are setting out to take this game from Long Island to your backyard. Um, A few months ago they had a Kickstarter campaign and within 40 minutes were fully funded. Their initial goal was 8,000 and they ended up raising over 32,000 goals for their project. So today we are joined by greg and kyle from the brothers there are four total um so thank you guys for hopping on today
1: yeah thanks Thanks for having us cody
2: so i just want to ask this question i know obviously there are two brothers not here but fun question to start if you guys were all playing this game on a beach and a girl walked up and asked who created it which brother is most likely to try to take all the credit to impress her
0: (laughs) definitely eric yeah
2: without a doubt
0: yeah, without a doubt. He uh But he's good, he'd probably
1: sell a unit too. <laughs> <laughs> he'd sell himself and the unit. So, yeah, he's he's our marketing guy. So yeah. he's uh you know, <laughs> he he'd definitely drop our Instagram uh handle and uh and see what happens, <laughs> I guess.
2: I know when uh Chris Mead was on here from Crossnet, he was talking about his fiance at the time. And I was just wondering, because all these games, a lot of these games are, you know, beach oriented. And I was asking him, like, if that's how they met. But he said, no, I just thought it'd be funny. (laughs) Yeah. So I know I've watched videos and seen your guys website and your social media stuff. The game is like a combination between volleyball and basketball but would you guys be willing to just sort of more explain it for our listeners? You know, it's a combination of basketball and
1: volleyball. That's kind of how we're pitching it right now, but we want it to be an original sport, a sports game. So the concept is a 2v2. You played at 21 exactly. If you go over 21 points, you get knocked down to 16 points. But basically the concept is, uh, you know, uh, Kyle – Kyle and I would be on the same team. If I'm the server, I'm serving it to him. um, And then he's setting it up. So he has, he's basically like a point guard, sort of in a way. That's the way I look at it. Like you can, uh, he can score. So he can score into the point, into the two hoops, into the lower hoops, one point, um, top hoops, two points. If he gets through both, it's three points. But to get more points, he's going to set it up to me. I'm going to run up and then I'm going to be basically. You know, he's going to be that the point guard. So he's going to be the alley to my oop. So I'm going to score, you know, try to score in the lower hoop for two points. The top hoop for three points. And then if I get it through both, it's five points. But what makes it tricky to get it through both hoops is the game, the hoops are, well, they're two different size hoops. To the top hoops. So this, this idea has been going on for, for a while now. We, we, we tested it a lot with our friends playing. Um, but the idea originated in 2017, um, in the summer we, Kyle and I, and, uh, you know, all of us as brothers, we go up to this, it's a, it's a really cool thing and unique thing in its own right. It's a Travis Roy foundation Wiffleball tournament. And it's based in the middle of nowhere in Vermont, Essex, Vermont. So it's like, probably a half an hour outside of Burlington. And um, we've been going, well, I've been going up there since its uh, origin pretty much 20 years ago. And uh, basically, it's three wiffle ball fields that, and they're replicas of Fenway Park. Um, so they're one third the size. So there's Fenway Park, there's, there's Wrigley Field <laughs> and there's Field, Field of Dreams. So now it's a thirty two team thing when I first went up there I think it was sixteen teams and it raised yeah it was only a dollars. On it. Yep. Um, just last well uh, two months ago we went up there raised one point two million so it's a huge thing so anyway the uh the the Wiffle ball part of it we get excited to go up because it's our family going up there and you know I'm looking at the history of Wiffle ball and you know it's been around for probably at this point seventy years I think it was invented in the 50s and uh you know it has even if you go on the website it it has a vintage um, whitey ford who was a hall of famer for the yankees in the 50s and 60s it has a commercial with him you know teaching how to throw a wiffle ball so i'm like you know this is this is cool and they you know it's a baseball concept and basketball and volleyball we grew up as brothers you know it's four of us playing in the backyard any sport that we could get so I was like, but did we have, I've never seen, there's so many volleyball, different volleyball iterations, um, but there's never been a combination of volleyball and basketball, which to me is like a brother and sister type of game. So, um, you know, I started thinking about it, didn't really do much with it. And then, you know, I had a dream about this two hoop game and it started, you know, coming to fruition, I guess, right before I got up to the wiffle ball tournament. So Kyle and I are golfing, I'm explaining the game to him, and then he's getting it because it's it's kind of hard to explain at this point. I'm like the two hoops; they're offset, they're different sizes. You got to serve it. So then, you know, he got it. Um,
0: and you know, we I start think, like, like miming it together. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm 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 setting it up on on the tee box, and he's running yeah, yeah. over, and like we have so a golf ball. It took me
1: a lot, like I was long winded. I think in in explaining, I didn't chip. So then I chip it and it goes in. So we're both celebrate with like, oh my God, maybe this this is something. <laughs> so, so we kept it hush hush. Kyle ended up building prototype out of PVCs in Atlanta at this time, and then yeah, Kyle started playing with his friends in Atlanta, and then they're like, this game is pretty fun actually. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: I can go into a little detail on that. That that was um, so. I have like a plumbing background and, you know, okay. one of my first jobs is plumbing. So I used to do a lot of stuff with PVC. So I basically in Atlanta, I was like, OK, I can I can build this this set. So, I, you know, I set up, put all the PVC together and, you know, got a lot of parts and made these sets and got my friends out. And it was just so junky looking. But it kind of got the got the point across to the guys, you know, because we had the offset hoops and it, you know, but the hoops are super either really too small or really too big yeah but I, we got it took <laughs> we got a while it took yeah. a couple <laughs> to, iterations to get the to actually the get it yeah, yeah right and then um so we're playing i'm like and they're like this is fun i'm not i'm like they really started enjoying the game like we're we're playing back and forth and all of a sudden it's like you know it's dusk and, and we're still playing just on these pvc pipes so they're like you it looks like you're onto something here. So over time we, um, we basically, um, we're one of my fr- one of my buddies, he, he actually worked for a plastics company and he's like, you know, I have some engineering guys that would be interested in talking to you. And, you know, if you have any questions on, on how to make prototypes or, uh, you know, if you want to talk to them. So set up a meeting, talk to them. And they basically, uh, pointed me in a direction of a prototyper in Atlanta. And, um, it was uh, ratio designs and it was this guy, Jim, and he was extremely smart, but it's what what he does for a living is you take an idea to him and he'll build, you know, he'll build it out. he will make the whole CAD design and, uh, you know, do all of that. Um, but at that point we, um, my, my other brother, Jack, he, he has an engineering background as well. And he was working at the time at a uh, aluminum, my, my uncle had an aluminum company where he would manufacture and, you know, do all these, uh, you know, different projects with uh, metals and aluminum. So he was familiar with CAD. And at that point he was making some CAD designs and, you know, started to develop, a, you know, a, an actual metal prototype. And Jim was basically saying, well, him and Jack and me, we all got together, made a CAD design. And, you know, we, uh, he put us in, in contact with a, uh, a manufacturer overseas. And, you know, we kind of started getting into that. And it was, it's been a whole long, process that that, that prototype yeah, the
1: back end, the back end of you know of everything a game um you know we like a lot of the people i think that you had on cody that you know the it's preparation but it's you know it's a lot of back-end work that that goes into it and then you know that's just what kyle's explaining is just the uh, iterations that we built and then we had you know plastic prototypes and how you know because our game is it's it's uh you know it's finesse, but when it comes to hitting the rim, I mean you can you are you're, you're kind of spiking it sometimes to the you know you get guys that want to spike the ball as hard as they can at the rim, so we we can't have the the rims break you mm-hmm. know, so we had to test that iterations, the poles and they're telescopic, they go up um you know six feet is the top hoop, and then it goes up to seven feet right now um so that's our standard version. Um, and then it all comes together too into a suitcase, so.
0: Yeah, so all, all of those, you know, different decisions were obviously you're paying, if you're gonna do this and you're gonna pay for a company to build your prototype, Everything, all this stuff is very expensive <laughs> to do it. Um, so what was cool about me and my brothers, um, you know, we basically did everything ad hoc. We did it all ourselves, you know. We developed a, a lot of our um, CAD designs ourselves, you know, we, we did our prototyping ourselves and, and really tried to minimize the cost all of, uh, you know, I I personally am uh, in DevOps and in and, and, uh, IT, so we built websites, so all everything that you see and what, what we've done is all of a brother's, you know, effort. Eric does the, you know, all the videos and everything on that, you know, it's all a cohesive thing, you know, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more detail about that
2: yeah that is cool how you all like you said you had the plumbing background so you could start it in atlanta when you were there and then your one brother with the cad and the engineering uh, that is interesting and by the way i do i love your guys's website you guys have like a ton of uh, you have a ton of pictures and stuff which is i don't know it's just a very easy thing to flow through i had it up here before i reached back out to you guys and uh, I know when the Honeyball guys were on, they talked about how that was something they struggled with. was like they didn't realize how much content was needed on a website to make it like actually look good. And you guys have a lot.
0: Oh yeah, my my fiance is a you know a full stack software engineer, <laughs> so that was that was super helpful as well. She was able to develop and and make this uh, make a pretty pretty sweet website for us yeah, pretty quickly at no cost, <laughs> which is also another thing. It's, websites are expensive. Things yeah. things cost a good amount of money to, to do it right. You know?
2: Why, who came up with the name rally hoops? And do you know, do you remember like what other names you had in the bag that didn't make the cut?
1: Yeah. So I'll take this one, I guess. Uh, (laughs) So so I had this, the concept, right. And then, you know, I'm sitting there now uh, with my wife and she's uh, you know, I'm like, you know, it has volleyball, basketball, you know, this is still an idea. Um, I don't know if Kyle built the the PVC uh, prototype at this point. So I'm like, volley hoops. I'm like, hoops is cool. Like basketball doesn't really, you know, the the street names and stuff like, you know, college hoops, you know, it's it's basketball. People will know it. Um, And, you know, you you say hoop or, you know, let's go hoop. So I, I was stuck on that. But I was thinking volley, volley hoops, you know, something. And then she she played uh, volleyball in high school. And she's like, well, rally is, you know, uh, you know, that's that's part of volleyball. Right. The rally. So I look up the word rally and it was like, actually, you know, it's it's generic enough um, where it's. You know, people think of a rally as like a tennis rally, yeah. back and forth, a volley rally. Oh, yeah, all that stuff. But it kind of like the, the concept is, uh, you know, I think the definition for volleyball at least, and I could be wrong, but um, it's basically, you know, what happens after the serve. So it's it's the action, the game action between, you know, from the serve until the end of the play or a score. So that, that kind of makes sense to us in that, you know, with 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 our game because it's the game action even though it's our basically what we are uh, you know tagline is is basically serve set score and maybe shoot too so it's four s's. but you know, <laughs> um, serve set score is is basically our thing um so you know it it really made sense at that point and coming up with a game is you know, a name for a game is, is, is hard, but we had, uh, people, they're like, you know, oh, you should call it, um, double dunks or, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> not like, a bad one.
1: <laughs> yeah, not bad, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what other stuff, you know, grinder ball maybe cause it's four <laughs> of us or four cause there's four hoops, um, you know, four ball, I don't know. So, but, you know, rally hoops kind of, uh, you know took off and and the domain was available so (laughs) that was another big thing that's always a big thing
2: (laughs) so my next question on here is just about like wondering if you guys had to raise money like before your kickstarter because uh you guys both just mentioned like how going through the different prototypes and the molds and stuff like that's not cheap so I think you kind of already said it that you guys just like all pulled your resources together and did that then. So the only fundraising you guys did was a Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, it's hard balance. Like I, you know, I've heard other people you know, talk and, you know, we did the same type of thing, like where you take out credit cards, yeah, zero interest and you know, you try to pay it down, um, as you go. Um, so balancing, you know, financing something like this—we uh, don't have any loans out right now. You know, we can look into loans, but you know, it's basically it's been family-funded from. Yeah, uh, all of us
0: have jobs, problems. and yeah. <laughs> we just
1: we just throw what we can into it. Yeah, but it's hard. I mean, you have to believe in something. Uh, you know, to to really go full and have everybody kind of believe in this concept and uh, be you know united together. And uh, you know, oh, thank God we have. Uh you know I have three brothers that have different skill sets and and they're able to uh you know to do a lot of things that I can never do just you know then bring this to fruition so it's cool to see it come to life
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting to see how much it takes to start a business and to you know to get things going even even on the law side like Greg did like A lot of the you know getting everything you know, situated in the whole business together and all the, all the documentation that's needed. It's its unbelievable the amount of, amount of stuff you need to, to actually get something off the ground.
2: Yeah. So, Kyle, I think you just said it, that, like, you guys all work. My next question was, <clears throat> if you guys had jobs outside of this, um, so if you all four have jobs, like, outside of Rally Hoops, how do you guys balance... I don't know I guess everything from you know the social media side to fulfilling the orders and stuff yeah luckily
0: it's not just on one of us right we yeah. we split the load, workload uh, depending on, on on what's needed right so for for a lot of the stuff anything technical anything like website design or any of that um yeah, my 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 job currently that I'm I'm at I, I work everything in the cloud so I do AWS work and you know, I'm all in I'm in IT um, and my fiance is also in IT like I said earlier and you know we're able to handle a lot of the techni- technical side of things websites and all that you know connecting everything up um, whereas my other brothers they all have you know different skill sets Eric you know he had a you know a media um, degree and everything so he's he's excellent with um, you know videos and, and streaming and doing setting up, uh, you know, our Instagram, all of our videos. He's, he's done everything. There are Facebook pages, all that stuff. Uh, Jack is, you know, he has an engineering background where he's able to do all the, the, uh, the CAD designs and all, all everything uh, prototyping really flowed through Jack. And, you know, he, he was a huge asset for us in the beginning, you know, getting, getting, um, keeping those costs down on, on production. And then, uh, Greg is a, a lawyer, a New York State lawyer, um, you know, uh, and he was able to get everything, you know, the patent, uh, you know, getting the patent, and everything written down, filed out and, uh, you know, setting up the, all of the, the, our business, our LLC and just getting all that stuff is, you know, together was was a good, good environment. And it was, you know, it's good. It's funny like, when you're together. when
1: you're when you're self-funded. Um. And you're lean, you're you're ultra lean. Um, the the jobs that you, you know, you can, you want to outsource, but you, you really don't have the capital to outsource it. You take it in-house and you just learn, you know? So it's, and it's fun. It takes a lot of time, but it's, you know, once you start getting it, you're like, you know, you, you have another, even if, you know, if rally hoops is, it doesn't amount to anything, you still have, You know your resume you you know a different skill set so it's it's really fun we have weekly meetings um we're you know we're a tight-knit family so we you know we're on each other and you know if if i can't do something kyle take it if if you know or eric or or jack so it's uh it's pretty cool to see everything uh you know us all work as a you know cohesive team so Mm -hmm. it's cool
2: so Greg, you're you're an attorney.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, like the idea for Rally Hoops came while well, pretty much I, would, I I was studying for the bar, so I was <laughs> I was bored. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm an attorney. So with the patents and the trademarks and the LLC, we filed the LLC like for the company. Um, we started a company early.
0: <laughs>
1: we had we didn't have so we started everything so you know with the business they kind of wanted everything to 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 flow through the business right so instead of bootstrapping it on our own we're kind of giving money to the business and the business is paying for you know whatever um cost that we have so that's kind of how we set it up and then with the patent i filed uh i did a provisional patent. Um, so that a provisional patent lasts one year so you can kind of hold that concept that that idea for one year before you file for a utility patent which is like the best patent you can get um there's design patents but um utility one for what we're doing is 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 pretty uh you know pretty good it lasts 20 years so um that's we're still patent pending on that um but You know uh and then trademark i I follow the trademark um on my own um so we're able to do a lot of those things in-house too
2: i just gotta say like i got more respect for you because i after i graduated undergrad um i went to law school for two weeks and i was like it's not for me so (laughs) yeah i i got out and like i transferred the scholarship to an mba program but i was only there for two weeks and the amount of time I was in the library and the dry reading, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I know, it's rough. I, uh, you went full time then?
1: Uh, I mean, for, yeah,
0: for you two week, yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I I went part time. So I, I had a job as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, I thought, I thought law school was the toughest. Then I, then taking the bar exam was even tougher and it's, <laughs> And then starting a business is even tougher than that. So. Yeah,
0: the business is fun. Uh, I, you know, I'm yeah. enjoying it. it it's a, it's it's right cool. Now, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. But now, like, it's it's fun it too. There. When we get to a point where we're at now, where we, you know, we we're getting um, you know our shipments in, and you know we're starting to fulfill orders. Like setting up the automation for all of that too is is a really interesting part of it that you don't even really think of. Like when an order comes in, you want that. You don't want to fill that out on your own, you know, you don't want to go in and put a person's address in or whatever you want. Uh, so we've, we've set up different, uh, you know, portions of it where it's like an API and it connects into it and it, it fulfills all of our orders automatically. And it's yeah. just, it's like things like that you don't think of and then you, know, you kind of get to it and it's a fun little process that you get to. It's like, oh, now it's working, it's, you know, things like that are, are pretty cool that we that we're coming across now.
2: That is exactly what uh, I asked the Honey, the Honeyball brothers if, uh, like if they started something outside of Honeyball in the future, if they thought that what they learned now would help them. And one of the brothers said that the thing that he thinks is easily transferable skill, he said it was like the customer fulfillment on the back end and everything. And um, it is interesting, like the logistics of everything and the supply mm-hmm. chain. I think that that's always fun to learn about. Yeah,
0: I love that stuff.
2: It's,
1: it's fun. <laughs> one of my brothers said that an MBA program, the number one MBA program right now, uh, I think Eric said this, is logistics. And, um, you know, uh, because of all the, the shipments and learning about all that, like we're, we're just learning about that right now and um you know i feel like Jordan. that was the
0: toughest part yeah, yeah all of that even you know shipping and all everything it's just it's a lot it's way more than we thought <laughs> yeah.
2: so my next question here is referencing your guys's kickstarter from a few months ago uh, so like you guys surpassed your goal and you were funded within 40 minutes so i was just curious if you guys plan for like that kind of outcome like before launching did you break down different results like a good worse best situation and you know like what would you do if each of those events happened yeah so with
0: with that um we definitely we were working with some other like marketing agencies and and just just having conversations and you know kind of asking the questions on okay how do you manage and run a kickstarter like what what is the the steps that you would take and we would take notes and and kind of get an understanding and as we had those conversations, um, a lot of the strategies and obviously these marketing agencies are very expensive uh, for them to build out and and do all these um, reservation funnels and all this other stuff. So after having a conversation with them, um, we decided to kind of build it out on our own, right, Craig? Like it's- um, Yeah, we've learned
1: some skill sets though. Um, so what helped us, so preparation obviously is, is key what was key for us and and, you know going into kickstarter it's like somehow you know we're like oh we'll be exposed you know we have friends and family that are that'll back us but we need more than that we need more capital and kickstarter seemed like a pre-order platform that would be you know that can kind of take our product to the next level and be in front of um you know millions of people i guess or uh, that's what we thought but you know it takes a lot of preparation and and what we did and what we learned from these marketing companies is we took pre-orders but we took pre-orders as like a dollar like a down payment so they would come to well kyle kyle and jack they built out a landing page and basically uh, jack would do the the marketing so facebook uh ads instagram ads and they would filter into um, this landing page where they would put down their email, you put down a dollar for if you're going to be, you know, the first backer and you would get an ultra discount if, you know, because when we open it up, we'll open it early to these, these first backers. So it ended up taking, we were getting a lot of these dollar reservations um, and then that kind of propelled us on the first day to, to go
0: past our, our uh, initial goal. Because um, we were collecting, um, so we were with those dollar reservations. We were collecting emails as well, right? Yeah. So, as as we got those dollar reservations, anyone that put down, anyone that went to the landing page, we would get their email um, first off. If they went to the next portion to put down their land, uh, put down their dollar, then that means they were an actual serious person that that could potentially want to pre-order or purchase royalties from Kickstarter. So that's kind of how we filtered those two um, those two scenarios out um, but what that did also is it built us out a awesome email list so we uh, you know they obviously the people that are putting their email in you know they have to verify that you know they they agree for us to have some uh, marketing to them to to push the marketing later on once once we're getting ready to prepare our Kickstarter so that was huge so we had a list of emails we had a long list of emails that didn't put down a $1 reservation we also had a long list of emails that did and we would we would kind of tailor our email marketing that way. Um, you know, a couple of days before launch, right, Craig, we had we had a few campaigns a little before launch to remind them and then we, we had a big push that day and, and that really really helped us generate a lot of revenue uh
2: in the beginning um of our Kickstarter. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you just talked about like how you guys kind of build up the intrigue and the interest prior to your launch. Uh, so I'm going to adjust this next question since you guys are obviously like the Kickstarter was several months ago. How are you guys still building up, uh, interest in the product after the Kickstarter? Like, is that harder than you thought? And is it just like teaching people how to play via videos and stuff?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's still, um, So once the game is out there so what we had to do was um, after the the Kickstarter launched um, in April um, you know it ended in in May and then what we we had the molds already ready for summer because obviously we're talking about a beach backyard um, game so we needed it to be in our customers hands by the summer um so we had to fulfill the so how kickstarter works is you you get the pre-order money um at the end of you know uh the run so in may it, it probably takes two or three weeks to get the money into your bank account but at that point we had to say to our manufacturer okay we need you know we need this order to come through because logistics again we had we had to get it to you know we wanted to get it into our customers hands by our backers' hands by the summer. So um, we got it. So that all took preparation. Um, And then, you know, what happens with, uh, you know, the the fulfillment and and everything else, it it's back ordered because of COVID. Uh, But now COVID was a huge thing. We had enough pre orders um, that it's out there um, for, you know, customers are using it and it's kind of a game where it's it's unique enough where you know once you see it on the beach and playing it um, you know it, it'll spread that way we're hoping um, but we're also using Facebook Instagram marketing um, we're gonna reach out um, you know start attending to trade shows um, and then probably build out an ambassador program as well um, which which hopefully is pretty cool it'll get us in uh, colleges and
0: and high schools and stuff like that so what's awesome about the game too is you can play it anywhere, right you can you can play it in uh, gymnasiums and uh, you know gym teachers are a huge market for us because it teaches the fundamentals you know to an extent of volleyball and also basketball when you're shooting at the end right so you're you're getting the fundamentals of serving setting and you know um, all that all that good stuff and it's cool what we did was when we building uh, this plastic prototype we're thinking about okay how are we going to stop it from sliding on a gym floor <laughs> and we actually have these, um, these silicone bands that flip underneath it so it it acts as a stopper on the back end of the, the bases so the, the when you're playing the game it doesn't slide around it doesn't and you can just place them anywhere in a gym you know a couple sets here and there and you know, instead of uh, the old school where you have one at a gym in gym class you have one huge volleyball net and you have like 20 kids on each side trying to play volleyball you touch the ball maybe once (laughs) you know during gym class so it's you know that that's a lot of cool stuff that we're getting uh, feedback from from like gym teachers and all that
2: yeah so i was just sorry i was looking at the next few questions we covered most of it already i do want to ask greg i had a question there like about filing trademarks and patents and stuff not knowing your background obviously um for someone who's like going through this process with any type of whatever, whether it be a game or a like a household product or something, if they're wanting to like file trademarks or patents and things like that, would the best bet for them to be like hire an attorney that specializes in that area? Cause I know there's a lot of like websites where you can do it yourself for whatever, just the filing fee. So,
1: So the patent process is insane to me. Brutal. It takes so long um, and, you know, there's different iterations, so you definitely have to hire a patent attorney um, for that. Uh, You know, trademarks is a different thing because you can go on uh, the USPTO. PTO, PTO, yeah. Yeah. And you can do your search, right? And you, you see your name, but there's um different categories right to to file so uh the name rally hoops we have under uh you know sports and game um category i think it's 25 and then we have you know it under uh you know t-shirts and and um you know shorts and and stuff clothing um category as well so um that you can if you look up, if you look it up on YouTube or something, you could probably do it on your own, but of course, you know, I'd recommend, you know, an attorney doing it for you just in yeah. case. Good, um, that's, that was a, that was a, you know, the, the patent process is just, uh, it, it depends on, you know, the, the examiner you get as well. So it's like, you don't pick the examiner that's gonna look at your patent. Um, and you can get anyone, you can get a hard person who's going to, you know, critique every, every, um, claim that you have in there, or you're going to get someone that's going to, you know, be a, le- a little, uh, more lenient, but I got to say, if you have the hard, harder person, the examiner, they're going to make your patent pretty solid. So that's, that's, you know, cause it's going to be hard to challenge it, you know, so that's that's true. That's, yeah. that's the one good part about that but it it takes a long
2: time yeah have you guys like to date seen any or experienced any problems with like uh knockoff games because i know like with uh when crossnet was on here i was at walmart like a few days later and i saw franklin sports had like a four square volleyball thing so uh, i didn't know if you guys had ran into anything like that
1: no, knock on wood, not yet. Um, yeah, we're we're kind of new kids on the block, so we, you know, we just launched, um, and you know, hopefully we get as big as Crossnet is right now. I think I think they're on ESPN a couple yeah. months ago. So, um, but you know, we're patent pending, so <laughs> so it's gonna be tough um, once our patent goes through. Um, you know how the way it's laid out, our claims and whatnot to to copy us. Um, I know they always look for these loopholes in the claims, but
2: ours is pretty pretty solid as, as it's written right now. So, I only have a couple questions left, and I hope this one makes sense, because I don't know, it made sense when I was typing it. So, you... I was wondering, in your guys' mind, like, how does Rally Hoops go from being like a game to its own individual sport because i don't know to me it seems like it's a difference between the two words like a game is just something like if you guys had had this in your family for years like it's your family game but then to be a sport like something kids play in gym class or on college campuses like i'm wondering like to you guys how do you make like that transition i have
0: a quick definition i'm sure craig will have a a a longer definition for this but my (laughs) quick definition for any yard game or any small game um if i can hold a you know a beverage in my hand and play the game that's that's a game if if i if i need both my hands and i need to be active and running around that's more on the sport end of things right so like you you see these other games spike ball or whatever you you can't really play spike ball with a you know a drink in your hand or whatever that's kind of the same realm that we were kind of trying to stay on that side of things. Not so much of a cornhole game where, yeah. you know, you're, you're playing and tailgating in the backyard or, and it's just, it's just a chill, relaxed game. It's, it's something that you need to practice, right? Any, 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 any good sport and you want to get better at you, you have to practice it. it it's a, it, it's a challenge, right? Um, and you know, playing, playing, uh, you know, I love playing all those, I any mean, types of games, but you know, that, that, that's my definition No, between, I'd say. I think sport. that's
1: a perfect definition. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean, we, we, you know, it's, it's cool. Like nowadays you have, you know, a game like Cornhole, which I would say is a game, but it's. You know, it's everywhere now uh, the last uh, decade or so. It's even on TV, you know, and they have, um, you know, it, it's ESPN has, has it as, you know, competition. So, um, you know, we like Kyle was saying, our our sports game is is more active. Um, and I think that's what we're leaning toward. Well, I don't think that's that is what we're leaning towards. So
0: not to well, downplay Cornell because it's it's. I love Cornell, <laughs> yeah, in Atlanta for but, so long you know but, it's, yeah it's, it's a different yeah,
1: it's a crossover you know what I'm saying is that it's a crossover between you know with it can be considered a sport because it's competitive um, you know so it's it's weird because golf golf to me is a sport, but some say it's just you know a game, you know a leisure game, right so it's <laughs> I think it's it's very subjective
2: yeah i don't know i i think it could be like a whole debate but i was just curious because um like i know on your guys website it um it talks about how rally hoops like wants to be a unifying um sport and bring people together in communities so um, i was curious and that actually brings me to the last question like this was founded, like, you know, at, you guys said that ball event and it raises a lot of money every year annually. So for you guys, as the four brothers that found it, what does success look like for Rally Hoops in the long run?
1: So, I mean, success is for us. Uh, Rally Hoops is the is the product. And, and what we want to do is is like our website says, like, you uni- unify communities so bring, you know, the game to the community level, sponsor tournaments and from there bring it kind of on a, a national level, um, sort of like Spike Ball is doing, um, but, you know, in a different way maybe, but we still want it to be, you know, a national thing. So we would set up tournaments, um and we would set up tournaments to raise, you know, awareness for um, you know, charities like the Travis Roy Foundation. we <laughs> We sponsored a team this year, um, you know, and, and brought a gun, bunch of guys up and, you know, the, the tournament um, raised $1.2 million, um, like I said. Um, and our team was actually fortunate to to, to win it. Uh, the whole tournament is very competitive. There's 32 teams. So um, we want to rally against uh, around things like that as well. You know, bringing good into the community, um, but we also it to be you know a name um, you know sport you know a competition um, where you have you know every weekend maybe there's there's tournaments national tournaments uh, spread out so I mean that's that's the larger goal Um, I don't know for me that you know those two things are, are where you know we would
0: love this brand to be headed that's that's exactly it you know you see you see with everything you see uh, spikeball they're they're creating an app where where you can meet other people right um, you know and, and see other people and they're you're creating uh, tournaments and leagues and all that all that stuff to you know bring bring people together and play a game It's it's awesome and you know that's that's where we would like to head and that's that's I think the future of sports, it's just, you see everything on ESPN, like these, these small games and everything. And now, now it's, it's being televised. It's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, there's so many different platforms too, to, to yeah. televise it. So hopefully one yeah. day we can get there, but right now we just, you know, we're growing slowly. We want to get into schools and, mm-hmm. um, you know, small tournaments, local things that- and, and raise awareness
0: that way. And that's been our that's been our whole goal this whole time is take it slow, uh, you know, consistently and build a quality product like we you know, we've tested this thing thousands and thousands of times broken so many different hoops and all this stuff and just just making sure we have a quality product that people will enjoy it for for a long time. You know, it's not something that you're just going to throw away in a year. It's it's a quality thing that's going to last. So, you know, we we put a lot of effort into to making it that way so yeah it's we're excited about it
2: <laughs> would you guys mind uh that was really like all the the main questions would you mind just saying uh whatever social media handles the uh, listeners can follow you guys at and then the website that they can purchase their own set from
0: sure um yeah so our um our instagram is at rally hoops r-a-l-l-y-h-o-o-p-s, R-A-L-L-Y-H-O-O-P-S. <laughs> and our um Our website is uh, www.rallyhoops.com and you can, on there you can learn to play. Uh, It's pretty easy. We have uh, different videos in there and the rule book. Just, you know, check us out.
2: Awesome. I'll be sure to, when we post it on Spotify and Apple to put your guys links in the description. Awesome. Uh, Like, thanks for taking the time out of your guys busy days and my frozen. You are frozen, but I can, we can hear you now.
1: Yeah. No, thanks for having us, Cody. This has been awesome. Um, You know, shoot us an email if, if you're interested, we'll, you know, we'll say you, send you a rally upset or, you know, some stuff. So this has been cool.
0: Yeah, this is, this has been great. It's, 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 it's fun to finally be able to talk about our product and, you know, the things that we've been doing and working on, you know, over the past four years now. So, yeah, thanks,
2: Yeah, thank you. I will email you guys with the final links of the show when I edit it. It'll probably be up by the morning. I'm not Perfect. sure if you heard any of that. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I heard you. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. I look forward thanks, to it. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, it's nice.
0: great.
2: Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your guys' night. All right, man. Right. See ya.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Woo!